Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recently, Mel Kuyper had come out along with Todd McShay to say, hey, if you're Justin Fields, you should probably go back to Ohio State for another year. Like, that was their suggestion. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not buy- they, they are not sold. Which, technically, big scheme of things, Kev, means absolutely nothing. All right, Mel Kuyper's not drafting for these teams. He's not, you know, they're not calling him for advice. I, I do think when teams do make fun of him and Todd McShay and say that they're nobodies, I have a hard time believing that a lot of their research, by the way, that they do, I have a hard time believing that a lot of the stuff that they do isn't used by some teams is at least some kind of base to look into. But let's be clear, the Justin Fields thing, at the end of the day, you know, we were kind of on board to saying, hey, there would be a little benefit of going back to Ohio State, but ultimately you're not going to turn down the money when you go get drafted or whatever. Mm-hmm. So Justin Fields is a top 10 pick, according to ESPN's uh, Mel Kuyper. Trevor Lawrence going number one overall of the Jaguars. We talked about Devontae Smith going to the Jets earlier. He has Jamar Chase, LSU wide receiver, going number three to the Dolphins. Where this got interesting was I believe that if the Falcons are going to take a quarterback at number four overall, that sorry, read the wrong thing, <laughs> uh, that Justin Fields makes the most sense. He's a Georgia guy. He's from that area. He should be the guy taking. Zach Wilson is who Mel Kuyper has the Falcons taking at number four. And the, prop, the reason I had a huge problem with Mel Kuyper is because he goes on to say that well, I thought about Justin Fields here, but I'm just giving a slight edge to Wilson for now. For why? Elaborate. Explain. He goes into detail for every other pick on here except that one. It's a stupid explanation. You're not going to take Zach Wilson over over Justin Fields. Look, I've been critical of Justin Fields this year, but... Look, Justin Fields, it was a weird, wonky year for everybody. Right. You know? So I'm not going to – we've seen a lot of great things from Justin Fields. I think the Falcons would be stupid if they take a quarterback at number four to take anyone other than Justin Fields. I think it's absolutely – unless he's just not there, unless someone took him earlier. But Zach Wilson over Justin Fields, you don't have one good reason why you would take him over him uh, other than, oh, I just give a slight advantage. But I think they'll probably take defense here. No. Mel Kuyper, you're better than that. The Cincinnati Bengals, he has them selecting – Penny Sewell, the offensive tackle out of Oregon. This is the safest pick. Mm-hmm. I think it's the wrong pick. I don't care. I know I'm... But, Kenner, all you do is say that he's an offensive line. <laughs> Go buy one. We don't have time to figure out if Penny Sewell could be developed into an NFL offensive lineman. If you are a good team with a good offensive line and you have a chance to get him to make it deeper, fine. You could take a chance on him because... But right now, you don't have an offensive line. Right. Your offensive line's embarrassing. So, do not draft him. Go buy your offensive line. Take Micah Parsons here. We've talked about that. Micah Parsons is the best defensive player available, and the Cincinnati Bengals need as many weapons as they can get. Micah Parsons makes a lot of sense. You're not going to go find a Micah Parsons in free agency like that. But you, you can find plenty of offensive linemen out there. you just got to be willing to spend the money. They're going to take Penny well. I still think it's the wrong pick. Now, if he turns out to be great, then I'm wrong. You know, they're, His player comp, all-time great, You know, it's kind of interesting. I love Anthony Munoz. And I hope he does. Yeah. <laughs> and I hope he is that. But, man. I mean, dang. They <laughs> One have, of the best tackles of all time. <laughs> but they have whiffed on so many linemen. that, Like, I know that this is an easy one because, hey, anyone that needs an offensive lineman, the first team that needs one is going to select him. But if you're the Bengals, you need four shores. You, you have two young. I mean, Jonah Williams technically is only going to be in year two. 
All right, you have way too many questionable guys. You have too many guys that you don't know what they bring to the table. You're just going to add one more question mark to your line. Go get an experienced couple linemen that you can add into the mix. I know it's tempting to take him, but you're just taking another rookie. You're developing another guy amongst other guys to develop. Go get Tooney. Go get guys that you know can play right now. You don't have time to develop. You have Joe Burrow. You're in year two of his rookie contract. The, guy, the teams that are having the most success in the NFL right now are the teams that are in the rookie years of their, of their quarterbacks because they can afford to go all in. The Bengals can afford to go all in right now. They need to make sure they take advantage of that. I agree with you about going to grab an experienced tackle, but for a slightly different reason. My reason it would be you haven't shown the ability to develop that talent. I don't know if it's the coaching. I don't know if it's the evaluation. You're right. Maybe the, the picks player. haven't been bad. Yeah. Maybe they've been selecting the right guy. I mean, Billy Price wasn't anyone that needed a center was going to take Billy Price exactly. that year. But they didn't do anything with him. So is it Billy Price was overrated? Right. Or was it he got Bengalized? Yeah. Uh, my money's on got Bengalized. I I'm <laughs> say it. I don't do know. It. I don't know which is which. But we do know that they need offensive line help. They've drafted the offensive line, and the offensive linemen haven't t- panned out. So it's either one, you're not doing a good job evaluating the talent coming to your team, or you're not doing a good job of coaching that talent up. So go grab somebody that's already established in the league that you ain't got to coach so much and let them do the work. That's I how I feel with it. I agree. Uh, but, again, if Bangalized. they do take Penny well, then so be it. Bengals fans will be happy. Yeah. As long as your fan base feels confident. I mean, so the last three combined picks in the first and second rounds would have been Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, Penny Sewell, if that's the case. That's a very good, solid core to build around. And I get it, and I don't think it's the worst decision in the world, but I think it's a lazy and safe pick. I think that if you really wanted to better this roster, you go pay for your offensive line, and you get Micah Parsons with this pick right here. But it is what it is. it's not the worst thing in the world. I'm not going to rip the Bengals on draft night or say that they're the dumbest organization. They're not. It's a good pick. I just think it's a gamble, and you're out of ga- you're, you're out of chips. Mm-hmm. I guess that's my whole point here. A lot of teams could gamble, but you're out of chips. You can't mm-hmm. afford to lose anymore. You you yeah. gambled too much with the offensive line. It's time to go get established guys because you've tried the drafting route. That's what Bengals fans get mad at me. They say you always said they don't target the offensive line. They draft offensive linemen every year. That's the sad thing. And that's what worries me about him. And I'm glad you brought that up because I always just assume, oh, well, those guys maybe just aren't that good that they're picking. No, they're good. Yeah. They were really good in college. That's, yeah, those are the people that everybody had. Everybody had first-round grades on Billy Price. Everybody. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you said, if you need the center, that's who you're going to draft. So, like I said, I have no idea. Whatever's going on behind the scenes of you developing the player, something's going wrong or something's going wrong in the evaluation process. Whatever it is, you don't need to do that no more. You need, you know what? We're going to skip that part. We're going to go ahead and buy somebody that already knows how to play the yeah. position and plug them in, and we can play some football. But a lot of time between now and then, who knows what ends up happening. Still talk that if, you know, if Devontae Smith is available, the Bengals could select him. Uh, you know, if Jamar Chase is available, they Ooh. could pair him back up with Joe Burrow, who he had success with, you know, with the year he won the Heisman. <laughs> Speaking of receivers having success with quarterbacks that they played with in college, how about wide receiver Jalen Waddell at Alabama going number six overall to the Eagles? Mm. With what many might think Carson Wentz, but Jalen Hurts. Like yeah. I think a lot of things will reshuffle. I mean, there was a lot of ruffling of feathers to get, you know, it started when they moved up to get Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Um, and pairing Jalen Hurts with Jalen Waddell would be pretty interesting. 
Uh, I don't think that's that's not going to fix all the issues, and it could end up being Carson Wentz to Jalen Waddle. But bottom line is, yeah. they need playmakers, and they need to get younger at their skill positions. And I think that's obviously going to be a step in the right direction. They have so many holes. I don't mind them going this route, and I have confidence that they'll spend money in free agency. They just don't have a lot of cap space. Like the Eagles are in trouble again next year. Like they're not going to turn it around next year. It's just they're in trouble. The only way to turn it around is for Carson Wentz to play like he did. Um, the year that they went to the Super Bowl and he was headed for the MVP, but he got hurt and everything like that. I mean, they got Miles Sanders, the running back from Penn State, a couple years ago, had a pretty good season. Um, they got the receiver um, that we talked about early in the year that we butcher his name every time we bring it up, but he's pretty solid. Bringing another receiver to that offense is ideal, but I think the they end up basically getting the offensive coordinator from the Colts who was already on the staff in Philadelphia. So I think that's pointing to the direction of them trying to keep Carson Wentz and keep him happy. We're going to see. Yeah, and we'll see. We'll see, as we always <laughs> say. Uh, and, you know, we're at the point now, too, by the way, and I was in Indianapolis over the weekend, as I mentioned, every show, local show over there, it's all about how they're concerned about the offensive coordinator from the Colts being taken to go to the Eagles. Young guy. Mm-hmm. Eagles aren't too comfortable with it from a fan base perspective because they feel like they settled for him because no one else wanted to go there. But if you base it off of the negative reaction that the Colts fans are having about, oh, man, that's a big deal that they're losing him, I think it might be big. Sometimes the pick that you're not happiest about ends up being the best one. Mike McCarthy, every Browns fan, not every, I can't speak for the masses, but I'd say a higher percent of Browns fans wanted Mike McCarthy yeah. a year ago. I think they made the right decision. Absolutely. A lot of Browns fans wanted Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians isn't bad. His team's in the Super Bowl. Is it Bruce Arians? Because it sounds like Bruce Arians had to take a step back and let the players control more than what he was doing. But again, you got to give coaches compliments whenever they decide to kind of step back and let the players do what they do. Because mm-hmm. sometimes that's what kills teams more than anything is the overmanaging approach that some coaches have. Stefanski's been great, but the bottom line is every time you think you you think you know who the great coach is, sometimes it's the coach you least suspect. I wasn't a big Stefanski guy coming in, and I was oh so wrong, and I'm <laughs> oh so happy that he's the guy moving forward. All right, uh, the Detroit Lions last year selected Jeffrey Okuda with their number three overall pick in the NFL draft. Well, they have a thing for Buckeyes because this is the worst-case scenario that I can imagine. Justin Fields mm. going to the Detroit Lions. Mm. I don't like this for Justin Fields. If I had to put money on whether he'll succeed in the NFL or not, I'm going to say he's going to not succeed. He will not succeed if he goes to the Lions. And Matthew Stafford, they've agreed over the weekend that both sides want to part ways. Where he ends up, who knows? But it doesn't matter where he ends up because he's on the way out. Justin Fields could potentially be on the way in. Right. They hired a new head coach, and his press conference was amazing. <laughs> kneecaps. Kneecaps. It's kneecapping season. And they also brought in Anthony Lynn, former head coach with the Chargers, to run the offense. We know the type of numbers that Herbert put up with the Chargers last year. So we're expecting, like, all right, we're going to be having the downfield passing attack kind of like how the Chargers did. I, I just don't know, man. It, it, on paper, it sounds good. But it's the Lions, man. Pam, don't hurt me, please. But Pam, it's the Pam. Li- but it's the Lions, man. We've seen great players go there in their careers in early because they don't want to play there anymore. Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson. Like it's it's the Lions, man. And I know like the Bengals went 0 and sixteen, but guess who else went 0 and sixteen? The Lions. So you know what I'm saying? Like I just remember so many games on Thanksgiving, watching the Lions, and it's like, why are we watching the Lions? How come the Lions get a Thanksgiving game? Like, the Lions suck. I remember one Thanksgiving game that Barry Sanders was hurt and he didn't play. 
know how disappointed I was? <laughs> like, yo, I watched this game for one person and one person only to watch Barry Sanders run 100 yards to gain three. <laughs> like, that's why I was watching. It, it's alarming. It's about the Lions, man. It is. It is critical. It is critical to where you go, how you succeed in the NFL. It, it does. But, look, the Browns were 0-16 one year, won seven games the next year, and it was because of who they picked a quarterback. Baker Mayfield just totally made that whole entire city believe and buy in. Does Justin Fields have that same charisma and that same draw that, same draw that Baker had in Cleveland? I don't think Baker has that same effect on the Jets. Mm. Like, let's be clear. I don't think Baker, the energy that Baker came into Cleveland with, I don't know if that same energy works in New York. I don't know if that same energy uh, works in Buffalo. Maybe I could, maybe in Buffalo. But the point is, is it was a perfect fit in Cleveland. Okay, forget which route or which. Well, you I know, mean, you can, you can bring all that bravado and all that energy. As long as you win, well, it's but, all good. But my point is, is that like there was a there was a confidence that was just instilled in the franchise right away. And yes, results matter. But like, is Justin Fields going to bring that? Because there seems to be a lot of doubt around him right now. Mm-hmm. And if there's that doubt that is following him around, the fans will they buy in? Will the front office buy in? We got Justin Fields. We got to go get him talent. And it's going to be up to that front office on how they decide to build around Justin Fields or not. Because if they're just taking Fields because he's available there. Then fine, you'll they'll see what they could do with them. But we've seen when teams totally buy into the quarterback, what happens when you fully invest, and that's what's going to have to happen if if Justin Fields is going to have success with the Lions. Again, a lot can happen between one and seven. He maybe right. won't even end up there, but it makes a lot of sense, and he's a, a hell of a lot better. Than, I, I don't want the kid from BYU. <laughs> if, if, if the Falcons are stupid enough to do that, more power to it. Well, they got to do their due diligence. They got to do their due diligence. I and, don't have time for all the, the little cliches. I'm of just Kevin saying, Nash. you got to do, do your due, due diligence because if you're assuming if I'm team, saying that they're not supposed to. But I mean, if teams didn't do their due diligence and just relied on guys that played at big time programs, we wouldn't have a Tony Romo experience in the NFL. We wouldn't have. Uh, the Josh Allen that we got this year. You got to do your due diligence and let your coaches and your staff and your GM make the right call for your organization. I do believe take your vitamins and drink your milk in the morning. I do believe that when you, it's all about where you go because you and I talked about this when Dwayne Haskins got drafted by the Washington football team. We both said this ain't good because they're terrible. (laughs) <laughs> like, they're a bad-run organization. They're obviously turning things around now. Obviously, they got a great head coach and everything like now. But at the time, they didn't. They had Chucky's little brother uh, coaching them, right? Like, yep. it was, a, and he didn't even want them. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it, it is about where you go. And it's about, you know, as you say, putting weapons around your young quarterback to help them succeed. And then once they become, you know, the superstar, then you can sh- scale back a little bit. And then when they get older... And you can ramp them back up with some talent. We're going to see what happens with Young Fields. All right, let's keep it moving here again as we close this out. We'll do a quick whip around. We'll get up to Cleveland's pick in a, in a moment. Carolina Panthers at number eight. He, Mel Kuyper has them selecting Trey, excuse me, Trey Lance, quarterback out of North Dakota State. Mm-hmm. Micah Parsons, linebacker out of Penn State, going number nine to the Denver Broncos. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys taking Rashawn Slater, offensive lineman out of Northwestern. Again, if you're just tuning in, it's Mel Kuyper's latest, his first mock draft uh, heading into this offseason. Uh, an offensive lineman out of Northwestern, and the Cowboys trying to bulk up again on that yeah. offensive line. That's what led to their success in, in Dak's rookie year, along as, as well as Zeke's. But again, in the top ten, four quarterbacks taken in the in the top ten. Three Big Ten players and three SEC players round out the top ten. 
uh, for Mel Kuyper's latest mock draft. Kyle Pitts, tight end out of Florida, going to the Giants. I actually like that pick for yeah. them. You have Saquon Barkley. Give him a good tight end. I still think they need a receiver. I read an article earlier today. Saquon and OBJ have incited working out quite a lot this past <laughs> offseason. If there's some chemistry there with Daniel Jones, I mean, look, OBJ, they gave him an extension. at the You don't give a receiver a big mass extension as you're entering a rebuild. The timing wasn't there. If they were, the Giants and Browns have been no trade strangers in the past. If there's a deal to be made there between the Giants and Browns to send him back to New York, I explore it. I look at it. But imagine if the Giants get that receiver to go with Daniel Jones. I like Kyle Pitts out of Florida. And then you have Saquon Barkley. I, I like what the Giants kind of have built up. That there. would be hilarious. <laughs> it, it'd be a lot of... That would be an NBA type of trade. It really we see would. see that in the NBA. We don't see that too much in the NFL being traded and traded back to the same team. Patrick Sertain, uh, cornerback out of Alabama, going number 12 to the Niners. Uh, Christian Derisaw, offensive tackle to Virginia Tech to the Chargers. Again, their big priority is. Mm-hmm. And Justin uh, Herbert got hit a lot. He got yeah. hit a little bit, not as much as Fields, or uh, not as much as uh, Burrow, but his offensive line was not good last year. That's why when I was complimenting him, Bengals fans said, well, he has a better offensive line. I'm like, he's been sacked quite a few times, too. Just, you know, keep you know, pay attention. Vikings taking uh, Elijah Vera Tucker, offensive ta- tackle out of USC. Mac Jones, Alabama quarterback, number 15, the New England Patriots. And mm. I think we could all see that coming. I think that makes a lot of sense. I don't. They're the only team that I think would take him in the first round. Really? Uh, I mean, based on need, maybe. I mean, Arizona Cardinals taking Caleb Farley, cornerback out of Virginia Tech at number 16. Woo. The Raiders at number 17 taking Jalen Phillips, the defensive end out of Miami. Yeah. Uh, you know, so the Dolphins with their second first-round pick, Jeremiah Osu Kamaroa, linebacker out of Notre Dame. Notre Dame. I BS'd that, by the way. Did Beast. that did that sound like I knew how to say that name? That's I thought. I think that's how you say it. Oh, wow. That was pretty damn cool. Good for me. Uh, Kadarius Tony, wide receiver out of Florida, going to the Washington football team. Mm. Uh, that would have been interesting to see. I mean, look, he, he's being compared to, he has you know, Terry McLaurin speed, built like Tyreek Hill. Yeah. That's kind of the comparison that he's getting. That could be a huge get. Another 5'9 receiver. Mm, yeah. No, the size, you know. Yeah, actually. built like a bowling ball. Offensive tackle from Oklahoma State, Tevin Jenkins, going number 20 to the Chicago Bears. And the Colts are going to take, according to Mel Kuyper's latest mock draft, the defensive end out of Michigan, uh, Quiddy Pay. Mm. I don't know if I said that right yeah. either. Gregory Rousseau, defensive end out of Miami, number 22 to the Titans. The Jets with their second first-round pick from Seattle, J.C. Horn, the cornerback out of South Carolina. Your Pittsburgh Steelers at number 24. Outside linebacker, defensive end from Tulsa, Zavin Collins. Let's get it. You got Bush. That means, it. Look, it's they know right now they got some work to do on the offense, but they're going to win games because of that defense and defense alone. Keep adding to that. That's fine. I think they're going to spend money on offense. I think they're going to keep adding on the defense through the draft. And Much like so. the Bengals should do, they should spend money on the offensive line and yep. get that repair. Um, basically, if they do do that, uh, get an outside linebacker. That's basically saying like they're not going to resign Bud Dupree. They're going to let him walk in free agency. They're going to go out with the rookie outside linebacker. Obviously. Give T.J. Watt his money, which he deserves. They're going to uh, hopefully have um, Spillane back full go next season, as well as Devin Bush to round out the linebacking core. I have no problem with that. I'm a big Bud Dupree fan. Once we lost him, like you could triple team T.J. Watt. <laughs> like it wasn't happening. So yeah, I'm with. I'm cool with that. You know, we're going to get to the Browns pick in just a moment. Continuing going down the list here as we close out the show. Jacksonville Jaguars, Urban Meyer, 
his first pick, you know, it's going to be his first draft pick with the Jaguars since taking over, uh, you know, a defensive tackle out of Alabama. See that, you know, Urban Meyer. Again, he's not he's not going to take someone from the state of Ohio. Oh, typical, just what he was doing at Ohio State. <laughs> now, defensive tackle out of Alabama, uh, Christian Bearmore, Barmore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, again, they have so many holes, it's like they're just going to go best player available probably, yeah. and that's the best player available for some of the needs that they have. Shocker, the Cleveland Browns are going to take a, you know, a defensive back out of UCF, Aaron Robinson. Mm. Um, look, I mean, I bash their defense. I'm glad that they're, look, their offense is fine. Their offense is fine. I'm not saying you can't always improve, but right now the, the defense is what's going to take them to that next level. They don't have to make one change to their offense in 2021. Everything they have to focus on is on that defensive side of the ball. They shouldn't spend one dime in the offense unless it's extensions for guys. I wouldn't spend one. I, no, just leave it alone. If you can move OBJ and get something in return, it better be draft picks or defensive pieces. Do not touch that offense. I think the offense is okay. I think they're I think they're capable. So he only had one linebacker going in the first round. Well, that's not the last pick. Okay, but, but real quick, I mean the so the Browns have Denzel Ward. You, know, you have Carl Joseph at, at, at safety. I, I'm just looking at the, you know Terrence Mitchell, uh, Terrence Mitchell, uh, Kevin Johnson. Like, I mean, you're getting Greedy Williams back. You're getting a lot of guys. Is this a? They're not extending Ward. I think this is a decision that if they're looking to get another secondary guy, it's because they're not confident in either Greedy Williams or they're not confident. You know, I mean, guess Delpit's you know, fl- you know, versatile. But we'll get into more of that tomorrow. All right, Baltimore Ravens taking Terrence Marshall Jr., wide receiver out of LSU, getting mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson those weapons as we talked about. Uh, safety out of TSU, going number twenty-eight, Trevon Morig to the New Orleans Saints. The Green Bay Packers, they'll continue their not, not taking an offensive weapon in the first <laughs> round, according to Mel Kuyper. Cornerback out of Georgia, Tyson Campbell. Mm. And then you have Najee Harris. Oh, this is huge. I love this pick. This huge. is big. The Buffalo Bills at number 30 taking Najee Harris. That would be the biggest pick of the entire draft right there. If Najee Harris turns into what you expect him to be in the right. NFL, that would be huge. That would find Stephon Diggs, Najee Harris, and, and Josh Allen. If that's the case, Joe Tyrone, defensive end out of Washington to the Buccaneers at number 31. And then uh, offensive or outside linebacker, defensive end out of Georgia, Aziz Ajulari to the Kansas City Chiefs. Good pronunciation. So there you go. (laughs)